0: To episode six hundred and ninety-eight of Long Box Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. I'm Todd, along with Joe. How are we doing today, Joe? That
1: Lamborghini is coming like nobody's business today.
0: Mmm, it's the, just the way I say it. It's like I like to just give it when I say yeah.
1: it. Yeah, you know, it definitely doesn't sound like my the car. You know what? <laughs>
0: I know that TV show, and I think that was an insult, Joe.
1: All right. But no, I'm not uh, feeling great. Um, You know, I've been schnotting up all over the place, like, for the last three or four days. Me and the kid have been left home alone like the little boy in the movie. We've been schnotting all over each other. Uh, My wife's gone on a business trip, and the hotel that she's at has poor circulation. So when she calls, she sounds horrible. So we're going to be in uh, peak physical condition for our vacation next week.
0: I'll say the hotel she's staying in is just like my feet then, so poor circulation
1: oh my goodness have you gotten the socks the fancy socks that help with circulation do you want me to get them for you
0: i have not gotten fancy socks but i think i'll need a sock if i get one of those (laughs) (laughs) isn't it is it the shoe dini or is it the sock there's a you could
1: use the shoe dini there's a gripper thing that you could use it to put socks on as well but i that gilbert yes it was gilbert as the voice of the shoe dini spokesperson
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So maybe I'll get one of those and then get the compression socks. So Yes. Sounds like a plan. Would you like to know it's on this week's show, Joe?
1: Yes, I would.
0: Boy. Um, a comic creator's multimedia conglomerate. The rebirth of a classic comic company. And survey says. Um, also, we have the latest edition of My Walk Down Lois Lane by our good friend Becky, which is The second half of a two-parter, which is fantastic. What we read last week, which was Action Comets 1062. What we're looking forward to this week. um, Todd and Joe have issues where we reread Gail Simone's Secret Six in its entirety. And this week we're doing Secret Six number one from the miniseries. Uh, And I believe that's everything because we're all worn out from the Madam Webs, Joe. Oh, boy. If you haven't
1: subscribed to the Patreon if you're not in the uh, Discord, it's just been nothing but nonstop Madam Web discussion. And I just want to throw something else out here as well. Give kudos to a great Twitter follow, uh, a gentleman by the name of Rob London. His, I mentioned on the Patreon show, but I'm mentioning it here as well. Uh, his Twitter handle is RulerBulon, B-U-L-O-N. Uh, and he, this last week, has been doing deep dives of all the main characters in the Madam Webb movie and of all their comic like history, if you
0: will. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And it's very funny that the lead character in the movie, Madam Webb herself, is the one with the least amount of actual comic book appearances.
0: Well, she was all the rage at the at the comic shop today, Joe. Yes. Yeah, all so the rage Madam Web, uh, our good friend DJ showed up. So there was a lot of uh, talk from that because he had recently seen the movie twice. Twice. right? And it feels like he could watch it 24-7 anytime. That's <laughs> kind of what he was saying. Um, but he was really, I, I believe the phrase that you used was, he was on one about Madam Webb <laughs> um so it was it was a fun time and we had a lot of discussion about that and i would like also an award for the great opening of this week's episode that's all
1: yes perfect seamless smooth as a baby's bottom right Mm -hmm. uh okay so as uh todd had mentioned in the news up front james tinian uh has announced uh the launch officially of his tiny onion production company Mm-hmm. And it's not just comic book stuff. Uh, and again, it's been everywhere, right? uh but this is directly off of his substack of everything, right? Right. Uh, it's gonna be an independently owned production company. He already has the funding, there's already staffing uh involved. He may have picked some folks that were at Boom to be part of whatever it is. Um he's going to have representation and more announcements at the, uh, comics pro event this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the most important thing about it is, um, anything that he currently has announced comic wise is going to keep going on. They're not being canceled because of this. Um, does this mean more of his stuff is moving to Hollywood? Yes, but he can't make those announcements yet. Um, and while it is a production company, it is not a publisher. They're going to be working with the publishers um, to help them get their work through him and his work through them out in more and exciting ways.
0: Right, They're basically going to spread the word kind of a deal.
1: Yes. But again, this is like a kind of a big deal, even though like a lot of people are like, I don't really know what this announcement is. And mm-hmm. right now the announcement is nothing. It's essentially like, hey, I'm James Tinian. I did a bunch of stuff in comics. I have my own company now so that I could start shopping my stuff around to Hollywood and whatever. And maybe if my stuff hits, you'll come to me and we could work together as opposed right. to like you. And this does happen. You know, we've talked the last couple of weeks um on the show when uh friend of the show kyle m.m M. starks has gotten something picked up right mm-hmm. and like he's just a guy and i'm sure he's got representation you know for whatever but i'm sure there's a lot of folks that have a project, and maybe they don't have, like, that quote-unquote Hollywood representation. Mm -hmm. And James Tinian is a big enough person in the comic book space with enough cachet behind him from a lot of the other projects that he's done, both mainstream stuff and his own independent stuff. Primarily, I assume, if it's not already announced, and if it's already announced, and I don't know it, I'm stupid, uh, but that something is killing the children book. Right. I assume that's probably going to be with the big rollout launch of whatever Tiny Onion ends up being.
0: You don't think it could be, uh, what's the the truth one? Uh, Department of Truth could be in there as well, right? Right. I think if I was betting, that's the one, but go ahead. Okay. So uh,
1: with that being said, it's like, well, hey, I got these big projects with my company. I could get things moved through, and, you know, I'm going to assume the best and think that he's looking to do something to assist other creators in the space, Right.
0: Right. As I look at it, I get what you're saying, because I feel like he's of that level that he's approachable by smaller guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's the draw for this. It's like, here's a guy who has backing, but he's been a grunt and he's closer. He's, you know, a name now, but he's closer to like... The, the grunts in the trenches that it's like, oh, like, you, if you're overwhelmed, come see me. And I really think that's an advantage to going into some of these companies. And it's like, well, are they going to treat me badly? Uh, who am I going to talk to? Do they even understand what I'm doing? He's definitely a good go-between to someone who might be uh, scared to go try and talk to somebody about their projects.
1: Right, and I guess the uh, production company Lyrical Media is the folks that put, like, the money into mm-hmm. Tiny Onion to kind of get them off the ground. And it's just going to be, like, a logo that's going to be at the front of a movie that you watch eventually in the, the near future, right? Right. Or a TV show, or an animated project, or, you know, a streaming original series. Um, but you. more power to a man. Like, uh, hopefully this is not only the impetus for more creators working with Tinian, but maybe big, big creators like Tinian or bigger creators deciding to do something like this themselves. Right. And it's going to be very interesting to see what all shakes out from it. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Uh, another announcement this week, Odie press. odi has been making a lot of big moves in 2024, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you That's, know, they yeah. have the great Barloo universe coming up. Uh, definitely. <laughs> but they just announced, uh, that starting this summer, Uh, Specifically in July, they are going to be relaunching EC Comics. Right. Uh, It's going to be a separate brand under the Oni imprint, and they got a ton of big-name creators on this, and they are working hand-in-hand with the uh, William the William, uh, William Gaines family in regards to the relaunch of EC Comics. And, you know, we got some, you know, cover things here from folks like Greg Smallwood and Lee Brahamo. And then going down the list of folks that will be working on books is, like, starting at people like Jason Aaron, Brian Azzarello, Cullen Vaughn, um, Joshua Hale Fielkoff. Where have you been my whole life, Right. Right. Uh, Matt Kent, uh, Kano, who did, like, great work at DC in the early 2000s, Peter Cross, uh, the aforementioned Brehamo and Greg Smallwood, J.H. Williams III, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're getting big-name folks, and, like, this is a property, you know, we, we saw them do repros and reprints of stuff like this. Um, you know, when we do previewing the past, as Tales from the Crypt was coming back, we would get, like, reprints— but, like, right. no new publishing initiative behind EC Comics. And, you know, EC Comics, I think, now, a days, it's been 70 years since horror comics kind of ruled the world of comics. And the whole seduction of the innocent thing and the comics code coming into play and kind of killing off EC Comics back in the 50s and early 60s, mostly the 50s. But um, I'm down with this, man. Like, I, I love horror comics and like i'm a fan of the tales from the crypt stuff and you know i remember when they were putting reprints of this stuff in like mad Mag, like i was finding reprints of this stuff in old mad magazines that i got from my folks
0: right um i mean they are the staple of what horror comics were um they they're they're i mean like you said they were the ones with seduction of the innocent and frederick wortham that came in and like just threw comics on his head because of that. And they, I think they probably had, like, new stories here and there. But uh, I, I'm interested. I do love – I'm not a horror movie guy, but I do love – horror comics mm-hmm. um because on the printed page it doesn't attack the senses as it does like in like on the screen like when they use the special effects so and it's usually more that imp- was implied in comics and stuff like that but i'm i'm kind of looking forward to this because um as you mentioned before kyle m.m starks had a short story <laughs> in one of the creep show anthologies which yep. wasn't an ecs but i thought it was um and i love that so i do love like that kind of stuff so i I mean, just some of the names on it. I'm definitely going to go and check it out. I mean, just Jason Aaron alone. And then to see what Greg Smallwood can do with a horror title, like my mind boggles at it because he was so like soft and like different in the human target just to see like maybe he changes up with more harsher colors because he does like a lot of his own coloring. I don't know. It's just something I'm very, very – curious about and i was a a fan of the tales from the crypt hbo show too for some reason even though it doesn't seem like something that (laughs) i I would be so yeah this is gonna be cool
1: yeah so it's gonna be two anthology books one focusing on the horror stuff called epitaphs from the abyss and another one focusing on the sci-fi aspect of things called cruel universe and again, you know, announcements coming out. We're heading into the beginning of official con season in a week or two. Uh, you know, some of these folks are going to be a comics pro this weekend, plying their wares. But, you know, when these pop up in the solicitations, we'll be sure to remind you folks that there's time to still order them. Right. Lastly, and again, I like when the news is all
0: independent stuff, you know? Right. That The the summer stuff is usually the bigger company, so.
1: Oh, right. Um, But as right before we started uh, recording here today, uh, we had gotten our mailer from Image Comics with their new Image Select Retailer Award. Mm -hmm. Uh, Image invites fans to nominate their local comic shop for this award based on criteria as such. And I'm not going to read everything here. Uh, You just have to fill out this form with your store's name, location, uh, and all those sort of things but the inaugural winner will be announced uh in less than 2 weeks
0: uh
1: wow. at the retailer the lunar retailer event at Emerald City Comic Con and there'll be a new store that wins every quarter the store will receive a commemorative medallion Ooh. to display with pride mm-hmm. <laughs> if only it was a challenge coin i'd be i'd try to get that from our retailer when he wins um an Image Select Retailer Award window cling, ooh, a Spotlight Q&A to be featured on Image's uh, social media platforms, and the store's choice of a Gold Foil exclusive variant branded as an Image Select Retailer Award winner limited to 250 comics.
0: Right. That's a biggie, Joe. That is a biggie. That would be sought after by people. So,
1: all right. So there's a Google form. Let me, I might be able to do this through multiple accounts. Be quiet, everybody. What? Oh, nothing. Shh. Yes. Hmm. All right. I'm filling it out for our comic book shop. And this is a good spot for me to do the plugs. Uh, For him and them, uh, comics on the green, of course, Uh, Dave and the crew, uh, if you do not have a comic book store in your area, uh, or you do not have a good comic book store in your area, make sure not to nominate them uh, for the, uh, what is it, the Image Retailer Appreciation Award. Uh, Nominate our comic book shop for it. That's right. We don't
0: ask for much around here.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. Now, um, as I'm filling out the form here, there's their websites. They're in lovely downtown Scranton, Pennsylvania.
0: Don't get none on you. That's the motto, I think.
1: Okay. Exemplary customer service. Yes. Thoughtful and exciting hand-selling recommendations. Yes. Efforts fostering a welcome and inclusive atmosphere. Yes. Easy-to-browse shelving, yes. Attractive and innovative displays, yes. Forward-thinking, customer marketing, and out-of-the-box consumer outreach, yes. Community engagement, yes. Robust inventory of and support for image comics and other creator-owned things, yes. What about the comic shop stands out to you as unique? Please share a positive experience or further detail to help us to get your, to know your store's impact.
0: Right. Hmm. I would always start. The one thing that I really like about our shop is that they, uh, they always let the customer know as soon as they come through the door that they're available there to help. Do you know what I mean? Not so much me and you cause we're in there every week. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no need to be like, "Oh, Tajo, do you need anything?" Like they say but they always say hi. You know what I mean? They always say hi and a new customer comes in, they're like, "Hello, welcome to the shop. If you need anything, let us know." And that lets them know that they can either peruse at their own leisure or if they have a specific question, get right to it. That to me is one of the greatest things and I think every comic book shop should do. I don't know how you can compress that into small, but you get what I'm saying.
1: Thing in there about the kids section as well. I'm going to mention their longevity and other local businesses
0: right.
1: and right. Max the dog is Ooh. very cute and barks at most people but not me right and i'm really also, putting that they, in
0: there right they also have a silver surface st- uh display that they would prefer you don't touch but it's very nice to look at Oops.
1: touch the silver surfer display
0: mm. max is the big draw for the comic shop i will say that
1: i would say so all right um, I got a couple email addresses I could send that from, so I'm not getting rid of that email just
0: yet. Ooh, you know what? I may, uh, I may have some uh, some emails I may have laying around, Joe.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so that was like a truncated plug section to get Dave and the crew's stuff out of the way there. The plugs are going to be kind of all over the p- place. Um, hey, soon-to-be-named network.com soon-to-be-named Anytime any of the shows go live, of course, you can find them at their own individual sites. You can find them through your podcatcher, of course. And uh, apparently all podcasts are legally obligated to be on YouTube now, which I don't like, but it is what it is. Pretty Um, much. Or you can find them all over at soon-to-be-named network, at soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named network.tumblr.com. Be sure to check out the other stuff. Oh, well, hang on. Be sure to check out all the shows. That includes this show, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, Final Wrestling Place, At Odds with Wrestling, We Need Wrestling, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, uh, Bussy. Porch Talk, Wings on Wings, and I think that's everything. I believe so. And anytime anybody from those shows show up on other shows, and they let me know they went on the other shows, I could promote them over at. Soon to be named network.com. Uh, check out our friends and the stuff that they're up to in and around the internet, uh, such as Mike Sterling's blog over at progressiveruin.com, uh, Kevin Hellion's blog over at HellionsTeam.com, Rick Williams the Chop Shop over at free com, Jason Sandberg's Jupiter over at his Indiegogo, and that's like project-jupiter-issue-1, hyphen hyphen uh, Chris Runts' Battle Monsters at Fortress of comic Uh Davey of the band Cave People uh, is a self-published comic maker himself, you can get his stuff over at CaveDomainComics.com. And I know we had given the push for Comics on the Green, of course, in the uh, Image Impact Retailer Award deal, Uh, But if you do sign up for their mail order subscription service, getting stuff mailed to you weekly, biweekly or monthly, there's a chance you can get a sketch on the package from our good friend, Becky, who we're going to turn things over to right now for her walk down Lois Lane.
2: Welcome back to my walk down Lois Lane. Last week we covered issue 80 from 1968. Superman chose to crush cars into little cubes instead of showing up to Lois' birthday party. So she left him and started a new life in Coral City as an unlicensed nurse with an astronaut boyfriend. Will she go back to Superman? Let's dive in with issue 81. Clark is depressed all of his news articles look like i wrote them and he misses how annoying lois was he decides writing her a love letter will fix things and he puts it into a typewriter ribbon he's crushed into a ufo and tosses it across the country into lois's mailbox she tears it up without reading it she thinks it's another letter full of more excuses superman realizes he's messed up real bad this time and decides to rewind time by flying through the time barrier this way he can attend her birthday party and she won't have a mental breakdown He goes to the car lot to tell the owner that he can't smash cars today, but the opportunity to crush things with his bare hands is just too tempting. He thinks to himself, I can probably do both if I'm fast enough. But he hits the cars so hard they travel through the earth, causing giant tornadoes across the world that then he has to go and fix. By the time he gets back, he's forgotten about the party again and continues to smash cars like he's Donkey Kong. Lois finds him, has the exact same mental breakdown, and dumps him. All this accomplished was just endangering more lives. Meanwhile, Lois is living it up as a nurse. She's meeting Astronaut Guy's parents, I'm not learning this man's name, and working for a doctor who's trying to rehabilitate dangerous criminals with mind gas. The criminals attack the doctor, and Lois uses her years of shenanigans having to beat the ever-living stuffing out of these dudes before being held hostage. Superman shows up to help, but before he can, she's hit with the gas. When Lois wakes up, she can now read minds and while Superman is yelling at her, she can see that he loves her. She tells him once more to go away. He says she doesn't love astronaut guy. I looked up his name by the way, it's Rand Kirby. And Lois should just come home to him and Lois can see that Superman is dreaming of a life with her. Lois gives in and now wants to go home, but she has to break up with Bland. She tries to, but he proposes and she can't do it. Lois's new powers also let her see the future. In Superman's next mission, he's going to be hit with kryptonite. He will die, but if Bland goes up to help him, he will live, but Bland will die. Yet another man's death around Lois. She decides that she can't pick who lives and who dies, so she stows away on a rocket and floats out into space to save Superman, but just like her nursing degree, she's not trained properly and begins to have problems. Bland tries to rescue her, and he begins to die too. Superman snaps out of his kryptonite, Ray and rescues them both. Back on Earth, Lois breaks up with Bland and Superman flies her home telling her that he's glad she's back. And Lois is over the moon because she knows Superman loves her. These are some of the last issues that Schaffenberger worked on. And if you're going to pick these up for yourself you will not see any better Lois Lane panels than the ones of her in the rain outside the junk heap screaming at Superman that she's had enough of him. They're so fantastically drawn. They really add to the drama of everything. This Lois Lane 80 and 81 are both rare ones where it's the entire issue of a story instead of just three smaller ones. They used to print three small stories and then later on when they ran out of ideas would print a new one with an old previous Lois Lane. This is before they started putting Rose and Thorne into the comics. Who is Rose and Thorne? You may ask. She's awesome. And I will cover her sometime. Join me next week for some more Lois Lane.
1: Thank you very much, Becky. And I have a feeling we'll be hearing more from Becky next week on the show. Hmm. Um, I say it every week, and this is the first time, and Becky mentioned it, of course, that typically a lot of these Lois Lane stories are like one comic with three different stories in them. Right. But this one, which was a cliffhanger from issue 80 to issue 81, definitely felt like the thousand monkeys and a thousand typewriters. Right. You know, there's no way I would have guessed any of those things that happened. In issue 81, that did happen in issue 81. But I like the uh, tease that we're going to get information about Rose and Thorne in the near yep. future.
0: I, I'm, I'm aware of Thorn, but I look forward to the education that she will be giving us. And uh, I love the fact that Superman just loves Cuban cars. Like, cannot, like, almost might be addicted to it and or have an OCD about it. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, and smacks them so hard he drives them through the planet. Man, he's really got to control his car, Cuban, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Any story where Superman does a thing to turn back time is always a winner for me.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Uh, so, again, thank you very much, Becky, uh, for your continued contributions to the show with uh, the discussions of these Lois Lane romance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, comics. Uh, let's get into what we read from this past week, Todd. Uh, we both read the same book that we were both looking forward to, and that was Action Comics 1062, written by Jason Aaron with art by John Timms.
0: Yes. Um, and since we, you know, the last issue, like this bizarro virus is the best way to call it, is attacking, like transforming people in Metropolis into bizarro versions of their self and wreaking havoc you know, upon the city. Um, the one who's not affected is Superman though. He's kind of, he's kind of cracking since it was, you know, bizarre. It was inside his head. Um, but it's, you know, days and, 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 and time has passed on. And I love it to me. There's, it's always a sign of a hero when they are fatigued yet will not give up. And that's, what's going on with Superman. He doesn't get to sleep. He doesn't get to rest. He just has to constantly stop bizarro chaos in this city and that's, heart-wrenching but makes you root for superman all the more uh you know along the way we see lois who's you know bizarrofied um and you know what batman's doing with the other heroes and mystical heroes trying to break the spell that bizarro did and how you know we learn how it works like if you're in the city you contract it kind of a deal but as this goes on maybe things are getting more and more out of control. And in the end, maybe there's almost nobody left to help except for one person. (laughs) And it's very logical who Superman goes to see and help. This is a very, like, creepy Superman book. Like, I I would not think that it would work very well together, but the bizarroness of it and then, like, what he's trying to stop. It's just – freaky and i absolutely love everything about this this issue and the last issue
1: uh yes so you know we we get a lot of harrowing stuff in this and again i there's such a and again i hate to say it's a gag right Mm -hmm. but this is the last page is great yep right um, it's one of those things that is so simple we should have seen coming, and the fact that we didn't see it coming and it was such a surprise was really good. But uh, the the complexity of this story in its simplicity, in that Bizarro being in Superman's head and releasing essentially like what is being treated as a virus, it's essentially... A zombie apocalypse in the DC universe, specifically Metropolis. We we do get ideas that it is spreading elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the fact that it's infecting Superman, and the more he fights to not become a bizarro, he is the bizarro of this new world.
0: Right. They the way they look at him is very interesting, which also mirrors why and this is one thing that i will give away why bizarro is doing is because the way he was treated by people in metropolis yes and now he's like now you you feel what it's like kind of a deal you know what i mean and just such genius and it's one of those things where bizarro's plan
1: at least the way that it's laid out and i'm sure a, a smarter better person than me probably the writer of this book jason aaron has the idea but if superman succumbs and becomes bizarro then bizarro wins if superman resists and he becomes the bizarro only normal person left on a world of bizarros then bizarro wins
0: that's that's a that's a rough way of looking at it joe
1: yeah you know so um you know we get a team up at the end superman enlists uh you know i guess the only person who can make sense of this new crazy world that it's in but like we get cameos from blue devil and john constantine in this um this is a great book you know mm-hmm. and the fact that they're gonna do uh, you know action comics more or less is an anthology ish but well not an anthology book but like rotating creative teams yep yep you know um you know obviously jason aaron may not have a year two years three years worth of superman stories or maybe he does and they just want to break it up You know
0: hmm just so good and I, you know and a lot of great creators on the rotation too so i think i'll be picking up action for a while so yeah yeah
1: um i'm back into a world where i am a regular reader of superman like it was 30 years ago you know
0: <sighs> such a great character
1: yeah i tell you um I, you know we, we mentioned before uh both publicly and privately to folks to check out superman whether it be the current joshua williams stuff which is only about a year in to its run give or take Uh, The Jason Aaron stuff, which is only two issues in, you know, Mm -hmm. everything you need to know is in there. Everybody knows Superman, right? Yep. Uh, So that's what we both read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you get them sent to your home, however however it is, you get your books, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Todd is currently in the lead over me with one correct guess. Yes. Let's see what we could do about any of this, huh?
0: I'm looking over your list and it's a mismatch of different things. But is the book you're looking forward to most Cobra Commander number 2 because who they're probably going to visit?
1: It is Cobra Commander number 2.
0: Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um and I don't know if you know this, he's going <laughs> the voice of that character is going to be at a New Jersey con. So oh. I was like, you know, if you want him to get maybe do your voice on your on your uh your cell phone like the answering machine so that would be great i think we'll go and do that i
1: would have just kidding just kidding have him do my outgoing message or just kidding that he's going to be at the convention he's
0: definitely going to be there i don't see you going to just get a message
1: okay uh so looking at your list i'm kind of up in the air okay no new number ones no thing that you're super passionate about really on there Mm-hmm. A couple things I can definitely eliminate. I'll take the shot and say the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Zorro, Man of the Dead, number two.
0: It is. I really enjoyed the first one, and I was, I was worried I wasn't, but mm-hmm. uh, I really liked it, uh, and I'm looking forward to more.
1: Cool. I'm glad. And this is one of those ones, you know, we talked about it before, where... I knew there was the Patreon Kickstarter, whatever it was for the book, right? Right. And I ended up missing it, whatever it came out. And I'm like, boy, I hope I catch this when it comes out. And I was able to catch it when it came out.
0: Right. I passed on that one, but I went, but I went for the Jimmy Palmiotti Hunters one. So it's kind of like you have to only can only do so many. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And hey, I would be remiss to mention here as well. Jimmy Palmiotti has a new uh, Kickstarter as well. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, one of the best guys in all the comics, I would say.
0: D- cannot argue that.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me look up the name of it here. Just launched today as we're recording. Uh, it's called Fantasia. Fantasia. F-A-N-T-S-A-I-M-A.
0: Fantasia, uh, I would fanta-
1: say. Right, so it's a little difficult to pronounce. Um, it's being... It's being said that it's a graphic novel because you have to say it's a graphic novel but it's like three issues of a book right, right. and you could get it as you know digitally as cheap as like ten bucks uh, you could get it as high up or you know uh, or uh, fifteen bucks for the digital twenty bucks um you know for
0: physical copy.
1: physical and then there's like variety of different covers and signatures Signed, yeah. yeah all sorts of different things from all sorts of different artists and so forth um uh dan Panozan, dave johnson uh joe linsner uh amanda connor of course all sorts of things and uh yeah this is one of those ones that you know and I'm torn on the way that Jimmy does his books. I know he used to do it this way in the past when he does the Kickstarter stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. He used to do, like, um, a lower-tier early bird special. Right. But now he does, like, a higher-tier early bird special. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Which is good for, like, the folks that want the higher-tier thing. But then, like, me, I could just be like, all right, I'll keep an eye on it. I don't have to worry. Like, it'll definitely get funded. I'll right. hop in like a day before, a week before, whatever, and uh grab the book, you know? But and, there's And you, you used to do like uh limited edition y stuff for like the early bird on the low ends, you know?
0: And he, I don't know on this one, I haven't checked if he has art tiers. That was always fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that you can get sketches and stuff like that. But as you say, uh, Joe, I don't know if this one's going to get funded as of today with 28 days to go, he needs $38,000 to back this and he's at $35,511 as of there. like eight hours. Yeah. That's that's the sign of somebody who's put out product project after project with zero problem, Joe zero you always get that's the one thing you know reliability man the best ability is availability joe
1: i would have to say so he's uh that is his model and it works for him there's never been an issue a complaint a Mm -hmm. concern he's never missed a deadline when it comes to him doing his kickstarter stuff so
0: exactly
1: yeah um so that's um what we're looking forward to coming out this week uh, while you're over at longboxheroes.com, of course, you can check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done, whether it be past episodes of this show, uh, past episodes of After Dark, and of course, the current ongoing uh, Todd and Joe Have Issues re-reading all of Gail Simone's Secret Six. We talked about it last week. I'll mention it again in your current solicitations. They have the um, the first omnibus of the first half of all of this stuff. The Villains United stuff, the Birds of Prey stuff, everything else like that. But right now we are looking at the first issue of the first mini series of Secret Six spinning out of Villains United. And I will say, I forgot how much Villains United stuff is still in this.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, because the society was a little mad at the villain, the Secret Six, so that might come into play, Joe. Right.
1: Uh, Written by Gail Simone, art by Brad Walker, inked by Jimmy Palmiotti, the aforementioned Jimmy Palmiotti, of course. Um, Our story starts off um, in South Korea. And it's a person who is telling us how bad this uh, prison camp that they are in is. And it really sets the stage for how things go. And uh, he's essentially explaining this to us, the readers, but he's also explaining this to somebody else who is captive there. And I love that shot of this mystery person, whoever it might be, Mm -hmm. um, with the bag on their head and the the one eye hole torn up and so forth. And I think if you, whether... You're new to the series, you read the Village United series, you're new to DC Comics, or you're a DC Comics-type person. Uh, You know, it's obviously... It's very clear who this person is, right? Right. Um, So the person who is telling us this, he is going to accompany this person with the hood over their head out to the middle of the square where he is going to be... uh, He's going to be killed, right? Right, right. And, you know, talking about how, you know, they... Uh, part of the way that the guards work is they allow you to attempt to escape because they get more money or they get rewarded and so forth for stopping people from escaping. And the guards today are very excited because it's the first time that they are going to be getting to kill an American. Right. Mm-hmm. However, the six are on their way. Uh, they do have a reluctant pilot, a la uh, Murdoch of the A-Team, who's going to drop them in to assist whomever this is. And as I do a head count, if I didn't know who the person there in the camp was before, I certainly know who it is now.
0: Uh, could be. Could be, Joe.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, and as... The I guess the the commandant is you know saying everything that he has to say to our masked person, and it's being translated for him. A name comes up, a name is mentioned, and the commandant laughs. And it turns out that our masked person was hired by the spouse of this person's name. And again, I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I'm going to butcher it and sound like a fool. Jip uh, Leon. And again, mm-hmm. I probably did a terrible job on that and obviously the the deal was that it's revealed that it's dead shot he took the job to come in take out the commandant and then obviously the rest of the six are there to uh rescue him and you know take a few uh names as it were as well right
0: yep um i just want to say this as they drop into this north korean like uh Camp, refugee camp, the fact that we've already since Villains United, this is like our third set of costumes for the six, Joe. <laughs> like we have the classic colors. And then remember we had in Villains United the night, like the, the undercover of night costumes. Yes. And now we have their snow costumes. I will take McFarlane figures of them all, Joe, <laughs> of them all. Give me night, snow, whatever, Catman, and I will buy it.
1: Give me a box set. Give me a something, oh.
0: right? Give me a secret six box set with like the five main characters, and then like the uh variant is like alternate the alternate sixes over time. Oh. Now Make it harder to collect.
1: I'll say this you, the way that you do the opportunity is it's a set of eight figures, you're guaranteed five the other three are mystery figures
0: oh my goodness i would buy that set joe
1: and i'll say this the one that we get a little bit more um information on is knockout who's the newest member um knockout and uh scandal are betrothed. we'll say Mm -hmm. there are a couple um If you're picking this up, you know who these characters are, except for Knockout. As mentioned, she's the newest character on the team. But they still give you bits of information of who these characters are and their relationship with with each other, their Mm -hmm. tenuous relationship with each other. Um, They are back at the House of Secrets, which is repaired, and I'm okay with that.
0: Right. And uh, I like Ragdoll's room because there's something very creepy about Ragdoll's room, Joe. The fact that he keeps his buddy... Parademon stuffed in his room. And the fact that he had his legs blown off in one arm. So there's just that. And he's got like the limp one arm and the the body on the stick. Absolutely amazing. Love the detail that they got it right to what like Limsay's lost. And it's not creepy at all, Joe. Not right.
1: creepy at all. And Ragdoll talks to the parademon remains. There appears to be some artwork that he's working on of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's we get this great, uh, and again, camaraderie, great dialogue between the characters in their off hours, if you will. Right. Um, whether it be Deadshot bragging that he, as they say, scored with Power Girl, mm-hmm. or uh, says Ragdoll talking to the uh, remains of Parademon is as creepy as, quote, french kissing your sister to which ragdoll says i've done that this is less awkward socially
0: just twisted characters all around joe
1: yes um and knockout has a couple of i guess refugees from apocalypse like working there as servants as butlers as something at the uh house of secrets
0: Right, I think they're like hunger dogs or something like that. So
1: Okay. I my you know the the lesser folks in the new god stuff is a little, you know. Right. So uh Scandal has I guess their next business, one last bit of business that they have to ramp, that they have to wrap up. Uh word has gotten back to them that the society specifically Dr. Psycho has a bone to pick with the six and again there's only five of them. And they do need a six. And because Dr. Psycho is such a powerful telepath, mind control person. Yep. We are informed uh, in a much uh, like and I like the way that they go about describing this and talking about this, um, that they don't like come right out and like beat you over the head with what they're going to do. It's very much talked about and hinted about so as not to kind of give away of who and what they're going for. Right, right, um, of course, we get information of who Dr. Psycho has enlisted, and if you look at the cover of this issue and you look at the previous member of the Secret Six, you will find out who it is, but everyone gets like a time after this mission before they go off on their next mission, whether it be go off to get a bite to eat, go to connect with family, or to be alone with loved ones. They all get that moment, but Catman has the job of going to find their latest recruit. And I don't want to give it away because we're going to talk about it in next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the last page splash of this. And we only get this character in the book for a little bit. You know, this is set up that sometimes there's characters that are just there for a mission or whatever it is. And I really feel as though a Gail Simone story... Uh, with this character, with this villain, as the focal point of it, I think would have been one of those deals that kind of like how Kite Man became not a joke anymore. Right. Uh, I think Gail Simone, not to say that this character is a joke, but we'll talk about it next week, but this character is definitely not in like the A tier or the B tier of villains. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think just a little bit that we get of this character in this miniseries, we definitely could have got them up to at least a high B plus tier. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But I do like all the the subplots that, as all the characters, the other characters are off on their you know come down time to like relax. They all get attacked by somebody that Doctor Psycho is sent, and it's not going well for some of them. Joe,
1: <laughs> right? Um. You know, whether they're alone or whether they're with others, it does not matter. They all have someone very specifically tied into them, particularly to take them out. And the bit that we get where Scandal and Knockout are alone in the hotel. They know that they're being shot at. There's something about to hit them. And Knockout picks Scandal up tosses her off of like the penthouse floor of the hotel that they're in i assume they're in venice do we get told that
0: they're in venice i think they're in like shanghai or something like that okay
1: i was gonna say because like the way that it's uh you know throws scandal to the river below and there's like boats and stuff so i just immediately thought i think there you go thank you um but obviously outside of Catman and the new recruit. It looks like there's not going to be much of a team to come back to next issue.
0: Right. I think they're changing it to the Secret One next month. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, but you know the this is the book that I remember. This is the book that I love. Not to say that the previous seven issues that we read. Not to say that there's not Villains United stuff. Um. Or uh. What's the Infinite Crisis stuff that's still dabbled in here, but right. it's... They, they, they kind of hand-wave a lot of it away, that the Luthers are gone, we've yeah. got Talia, we've got the Calculator, we've got Dr. Psycho you know doing what they can without it being part of like the bigger picture of the greater dc universe
0: right it's very simple basically something happened and we've ticked off this group nay society of villains and now we have to deal with it it's just you know the nuts and bolts of it
1: yeah uh but this is great you know obviously and again it's it's not a knock
0: but if i have a nitpick
1: Um, going from the Dale Eaglesham art to the Brad Walker art is a little jarring, reading them back to back like this. Right. Not to say that Brad Walker is a bad artist by any stretch of the imagination. His stuff is great. I like the way the book is colored. Of course, Jimmy Palmiotti is a great inker. But Dale Eaglesham is Dale Eaglesham, man. Like, there's just a cleanness and a way that he puts together a page, a layout with tons and tons of people in it. And, uh, like I said, it's it's still a really good book. And, like, this is the book that I remember. This is the book that I love. Is it starts to develop these interplay relationships with all these characters, at least, like, who ends up being the main core of the group.
0: Yep. And for me, like, the art, like, I'm I'm pretty more easygoing on art than you because, to me, the crux of what made this book so good, you know, the artist is up there, is the ability of Gail Simone to turn a phrase with these characters. Is just the dialogue is so creepy funny like big like action movie energy however you want to describe whatever they're doing at the time. that's what I, I always loved about the book but you know they've had st- you know as this goes on and then secret six gets into it's ongoing later on there's some big some good looking artists on this book Matt, so
1: right and uh, and I'll say this you know we've brought this up many many times in the past on other shows and you know we talked earlier in the show about Jason Aaron how we're a big fan of Jason Aaron stuff but we kind of like his Avengers run was whatever. Right. Right. Um, Last week, we talked about Brian Michael Bendis, and I'm a fan of Bendis' stuff, but it was his stuff on Avengers that kind of like, you know, whatever. Right. Yep. And the one thing that Gale gets that a lot of thing, a lot of writers, I think, and don't get is when you're writing an ensemble book, a team book, a group book, or whatever it is, is giving these characters their own individual
0: voice. Right. Or if and or if when those characters have the same voice they're usually at odds with each other. Do you know right, what I mean? When you you have you two two- cer-
1: yeah, you could certainly make the argument that Catman and,
0: and Dead Deadshot Shot, right. are the same thing, but it's tough for to have two alphas on one team. You know what I mean? Like That becomes either begrudging respect or grading. Like, you're like, what's going to happen next? So if they are the same, they make it work because they're not supposed to work together. Or, like you said, all the characters have their individuality and that's fantastic.
1: Right. And like I said, it's the scripting, it's the plotting, it's the story that, Mm -hmm. like, is really what carries this book. And is going to carry this as we talk about it for the rest of 2024. Uh, So next week, we'll be talking about issue two of the (laughs) miniseries. Right. And, of course, mentioning here, longboxheroes.com, head over to our store. We got shirts and pins and stickers with our fancy logo on them. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a message in the Discord if you're in the Discord. We'll work out a deal. I'll I'll, I'll sell you some. Uh, if you want more stuff inspired by this show, by other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, the soon-to-be-named network itself, the Public store sale is going on starting this Thursday, running through the weekend, 35% off any and all things. You can get those designs on everything from cell phone covers to notebooks to everything in between. Yes, sir. And last but not least, of course, the best way that you could support us and support the show is signing up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash longboxheroes for as little as a dollar a month. You're going to get two bonus shows from Todd and myself. One is previewing the past, looking at 30 years ago that month's previews catalog, along with the full scans of that previews catalog to go along with it. If you don't want to listen to the show, that's cool. Go thumb through that catalog. I remember when Superman Doomsday came out. I remember when the Spider-Clone Saga. Started. I remember when Image Comics launched. You could find that previews catalog over on our Patreon and reminisce visually, audioly. Is that a word? Or yes. Both. The other show, of course, is Comic Book Oddities, where we look at some of the stranger, older, lesser known, (laughs) made-for-TV movies, failed pilots in the world of comic books, trying to transfer them to the big screen or the small screen. Now, under normal circumstances, we typically go with older stuff, pre-Iron Man, Marvel Cinematic Universe, but for March, we decided to go with the big one. The one that everyone's been talking about and can't stop talking about. And that was the t- 2024 release of Madam Web. If you want to did- hear, hear my thoughts on it, Todd's thoughts on it, go sign up for the Patreon and you'll get the full rundown from the both of us.
0: Right. Not so much a 2024 release as a 2024 escape. Jill. Come
1: on now. <laughs> right. What? Listen, uh, Sony ain't going to let these things... It's not like it's Warner. that's just like, oh, we're going to spend $70 million on a movie and just delete it?
0: That's right. We're going to take that tax money. But uh, I will say this. Another actress from the movie going to be on Saturday Night Live this week. so Or coming up, whatever.
1: Uh, right. It's going to be uh, the weekend of the 2nd of March. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, who plays uh, Julia, not Carpenter. I forget what her... Not the last name of the movie is, but she is going to be the host of Saturday Night Live. I will certainly be hunting down her monologue to see how many times she mentions Madam Web, the movie that made her career.
0: Yeah. And there's probably going to be a whole Madam Web skit too, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Where they'll find a way to make fun of Madam Web. I don't know how. I don't see how, but they'll find a way. Because if there's it, anything modern SNL know is known for, it's making good comedy. Joe,
1: impossible, Todd, impossible. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's no other TVs or movie show TV shows. I was going to say movie shows. Flub, 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 flub. Do you so want to like, redo the ending of the show? No. We're going to okay. leave it in. I leave oh. my flubs in. I take yours out to protect your integrity. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think we got anything unless something sneaks up on us. Um, you know, there's the dangling um, uh, sort of Damocles, if you will, of Boys Season 4 just dropping any day now.
0: The sort of Damocles, <laughs> All Jones. right, stop
1: it. Uh, but they just, and again, not we had mention in the main news section, but we're talking about TV shows and stuff. But they just announced that uh, Boys got greenlit for Season 5 already.
0: So they have to be releasing that soon, right? Yeah, they got to be releasing it any day now. That's the thing. Like, it I have a feeling it's just going to be like, bam, the boys. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's going to be like we're going to get a trailer on a Wednesday and it's going to drop on a Friday. It's going to be Pretty that much. quick.
0: Yeah, Right. They do still do weekly stuff for Amazon, depending on whether we get two or three episodes for, for, to start with. But we're just going to be like, what, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, wh- all right, I'm watching it, you know? Yeah. But I'm excited. So uh,
1: until that shows up, uh, the next thing that we have on the docket for movies or TVs is Doctor Who.
0: Wow, your favorite show. So until then...
1: No disrespect to the second Doctor. I'll just say that.
0: (laughs) That is true.
1: Just that one time. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to episode 698 of Longbox Heroes. For Todd, this is Joe saying thanks for listening and we'll see you all here next week.
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast
1: Networks.
0: The Rob is a long box hero. The Rob is a long box hero. He gives us five, five stars.